0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. One person is dead following an explosion in Cass County on Monday. The Cass County Sheriff's Department says it was called to the scene of a petroleum pumping station in the 19,000 block of Bullhan Road in Calvin Township shortly before 4 o'clock yesterday. Initial calls came from nearby residents who heard a loud explosion that shook their homes. The investigation found two men had been working on a tank when it exploded and caused a fire. 71 year old Charles Lawrence of Lake Fort, Michigan, was killed. 38 year old Kevin Lawrence of Osceola, Indiana, suffered minor injuries. The pumping station is owned by Track Oil Company out of Port Huron. The incident is under investigation by the Michigan State Police Fire Marshal and the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. The Benton Township Police Department is investigating a murder discovered on Sunday. Law enforcement officials say officers were checking a home in the 900 block of East Empire after a report of a missing person when they found an 80-year-old man dead. They say circumstances surrounding the death are suspicious and it's being investigated as a homicide. Anyone with information on the death is asked to contact the Benton Township Police Department. The name of the victim has not yet been released. A Hartford man has been found guilty on two of three charges in a crash that killed a Van Buren County Road Commission worker last year. Logan Brown was arrested and charged in relation to the death of 58-year-old Renee Wrangle of Dwajak. A jury Monday returned guilty verdicts on charges of operating in a work zone causing death and driving without insurance. Brown was found not guilty of drunk driving. Wrangell had been working in a construction zone in Lawrence Township on March 3rd of last year when he was struck by Brown's vehicle. Van Buren County Road Commission Managing Director Brett Witkowski tells us Road Commission staff watched Brown's four-day trial very closely. I'm not sure if it really brings peace. Just maybe to the knowledge that I believe it's sentencing is in April, and the person who caused the Nebo's death of Renee is, is going to sit in jail for a while and have to think about what he's caused. Or not just Renee, but his family and his friends and his loved ones. Police say Brown failed to follow traffic controls and struck Wrangle while trying to pass vehicles stopped in a construction zone. Butkowski says the case is a reminder to all drivers to be careful. Renee never left his house. Friday morning, think, oh, this is my last day. Never left the garage here in Lawrence, thinking this is my last day. And then sad, sadly, within an hour, it was his last day. Brown faces up to 15 years in prison. He'll be sentenced in April. Witkowski says he's appreciative of how the community came together to support Wrangle's family after he was killed. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved the design for the Unified Civic Monuments Project the monument to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that's planned for Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park. At a Monday meeting, the project's Mike Nodowski told commissioners the effort will unite Benton Harbor and St. Joseph because there will be a monument in each city. This all-volunteer-led project organized under the Benton Harbor St. Joseph Arts and Culture Social Justice Group has worked tirelessly for over three years now to bring this public art gift to our communities. The commission in December tabled the monument's design because exact dimensions for it weren't available and they wanted to be sure it wouldn't take up too much space at the park. Speaking Monday, Commissioner Edward Isom said at long last, the project is greenlit. Sometimes you got to be, you got to hang in there. You got to persevere. But this commission, this commission right here, ask those hard questions and do it around and tumbled it around, and twist it up, but it's always a way. Isom has worked on the project for a few years. The plan calls for a statue of Dr. King and a child who's being invited to take a seat at a table with King. There will also be a granite wall with a window behind King. The Unified Civic Monuments project is in its final fundraising stage and the hope is for work to start this year. Nadolsky said there will be an official groundbreaking announced soon. The Benton Township Fire Department is raising money to launch a public education program. Chief Robert Harper tells us they're working with a firm called United States Fire Safety Services to get materials to help spread the message of fire prevention among young people and senior citizens. He says efforts used to be baked into the department's budget, but since then, costs have gone up. The budget is tight and things have to give. I'm finding it hard to find the money for public education. And with this program that we're doing now, it's raising funds so we can continue that. Not only just getting out to the public schools and the charter schools, and we, we visited a couple home schools, we also want to expand it into uh, senior housing. Harper says they want to reach all residents. We have a growing Hispanic population in the community. So, you know, we'd we'd like to get materials in English and Spanish. The fire department has sent letters to businesses throughout the township to ask for donations. $75 could provide materials for 25 children, and the materials being bought from United States Fire Safety Services include coloring books, stickers, and helmets. Harper says this is the first time the department has done something like this, so anyone who wants to help can contact the Benton Township Fire Department. One person is dead following a fiery crash in Benton Township on Monday. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. Michigan State Police say troopers from the Niles Post were called to the scene near the 14,000 block of Rangeline Road about 6.45 a.m. Their investigation found the driver of a Ford 250 transit van had been southbound when the vehicle left the road and hit a tree head-on. The vehicle then caught fire and the driver was trapped inside. The driver was pronounced dead at the scene and police are working to learn their identity It's unknown if drugs or alcohol were factors in the crash, which remains under investigation. Andrew Green, WSJM News. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is seeking bids from Berrien County organizations to work with a home visiting program. It says the Home Visiting Local Leadership Group will provide services linking pregnant people, young children, and their families to supports that they might need in Berrien County. The department's request for proposals is open to five hundred one C three nonprofits, private and public entities, health departments, federally recognized tribes, and universities. The program they will serve will visit residents in their homes to provide support services. The five month award begins May one and will end september thirtieth, and one hundred thousand dollars is available. We have more information at our website, WSJM.com. The United States Department of Agriculture wants to hear from specialty crop farmers in Michigan and around the country. USDA Undersecretary Jenny Lester Moffitt says they want to better understand the challenges these farmers face and how to improve industry programs. We have launched the Specialty Crop Competitiveness Initiative. This is really about hearing from producers, from specialty crop farmers around the country, about some of the challenges and also the opportunities That's the specialty crop producers have um, in really uh, remaining competitive here and then also being remaining competitive abroad in export markets as well. Michigan is the nation's top producer for various specialty crops. They include asparagus, black and small red beans, marigolds, and squash. A Michigan company is being ordered to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back pay after misrepresenting their employees. The U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan is requiring Reliance Staffing, LLC, an employment agency in Oakland County and its owner, to pay over $181,000 in overtime wages and damages to nurses and certified nursing assistants. An investigation found that the agency misclassified the workers as independent contractors rather than employees. Because of this, the employer didn't pay them overtime wages that they earned. And finally, there's a new push to ensure good quality food and drinks are sold in gas stations. In late November, the Michigan Petroleum Association adopted a policy that would require member gas stations and convenience stores to adhere to use-by dates. Group president Mark Griffin says they're urging their stations to to provide quality, healthy foods and produce. We're made up primarily of family-owned small businesses. We're petroleum wholesalers. We're gas station convenience store operators. And it came to our attention that there were concerns not only in Detroit, but elsewhere in the state where some of the convenience stores had products on their shelves that had expired or the use-by dates were passed. Griffin says this is the first time a policy like this has been adopted. The group is also urging members to make restrooms available to all customers. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.